Hi, I'm Dr. Andres Michaelitis, Chief Psychologist at Noom. This past year has shown us how important our overall health is, and Noom is here to help. Most weight loss plans fall short because they don't provide lasting results. But at Noom, our psychology-driven approach is designed to help you change your relationship with food. Changing the way you eat starts with your mind, and Noom gives you the tools you need to succeed on your terms. Sign up now and lose the weight for good at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com. Are you ready? Let's make some noise. Come on. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the latest edition of the Broad Street Line. I am Roy Burton alongside me. As always, my tag team partner, a man who was part of two of the most disgusting fantasy losses in the history of the medium this past week. One, Chris Domingo. Mr. Domingo, how are you doing, as always, during the pandemic, this fine, quote, air quote, Saturday morning, sir? I feel like when Seth Rollins had to choke out that fan that came out <laughs> to, like, I don't know, which is crazy. I, I mean, like, fans are just crazy in general, man. Like, fans are just getting crazier by the day. Like, I don't know. Like, it, it happened in the end. Like, I mean, some of these fans are brazen enough just to, like, jump over a fence. Like, I don't know. Like, because it ain't, it isn't easy by any stretch, to do this. No, there was a fan, Chris is referring to a recent incident at the Barclays Center, uh, WWE's uh, Monday Night Raw, where a fan jumps over the barricade, eludes security, and literally tackles a performer, <laughs> like, dur- 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 basically at the end of a match. Uh, one of the wildest things I've seen in quite some time um, at a WWE match. Again, people, you know, they've been locked <laughs> up in their house too long, so they think that once they get outside, they can kind of act wild. But we've seen similar instances of reckless fan behavior, you know, across the sports the sports world. So, again, you know, you've seen similar things in in football and basketball. Again, we saw, you know, saw in our own city, um, you know, fans kind of go the extra mile when it comes to interacting with fans and the whole Russell Westbrook thing last year. So, yeah, it's been a it's been a wild scene, wild few months with fans and and, and athletes and entertainers these last few weeks. And I'm really surprised that, that fan in particular um, at, at the WWE event really didn't get stomped out because, again, if you're gonna like if you're gonna do that. And again, if you're going to do that in against like, you know, finely tuned athletes, you should really expect to get the beat down uh, oh, yeah. when, that, when that happens. I'm surprised that didn't happen there. But um, again, speaking of the beat down, I can't even say I put the beat down on, on Chris's fantasy football team because I'm eked out a 0.4, uh, 0.4 point win, <laughs> not a four point win, a 0.4 point win um, in our fantasy league. So I live to fight another day. He lives still at the top of the division. He's still trying to lock things up. No one speaking cares about of wrestling. Teams. Speaking yeah. of reckless, I thought yes. you were reckless when you said that a certain football team mm-hmm. would run the table at the bye. Mm-hmm. You are not as reckless as I thought. However, yes. However, it's not etched in stone. Like, I don't know. Like, like just division games are – it's hard to really double down on, like, game, or, or, on division games because weird things happen. So, but, I mean, the trajectory is definitely up for this team. It's – I mean, like – Color be surprised. I'm happily surprised right now. Yeah, so so we will talk about the local football team because again, they're they appear to be in a decent position to make that run, uh, that that undefeated run to the bye. But they have a couple of roadblocks ahead of them. So we will talk about that team. We'll talk about, of course, one of those roadblocks in New York Giants. The next roadblock um, for the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, not a lot of news on the Ben Simmons front, but there is news on the Sixers front. Hopefully, it looks like. Joel Embiid may be active um, by the time this airs live on 106.5 FM this Saturday. Um, of course, he's looking towards a return um, after dealing with COVID-19. Um, and again, if we have some time at the end of the show, maybe we'll talk some, some more wrestling, some more WWE, because again, this is the dead period uh, when it comes to professional wrestling. And maybe we can have some, maybe we can figure out some ways to kind of fix what's going on with wrestling as he head into 2023, but 2022, excuse me. But we have a lot of stuff to get to on this edition of the Broad Street Line. As we always say, sit back, relax, take a ride on the Broad Street Line. The future Sports Talk Radio has finally arrived. Any shout outs, sir? No, let's just give the usual thank you since it's Thanksgiving week. Absolutely right. Thank you guys as always for listening to us here, whether it's live on 106.5 FM, WPPM, LP, Philadelphia, or wherever you get podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, YouTube Music, Spotify. Let's do a search for the Broad Street Line, download us to your phone, your iPad, your computer, your MP3-enabled device. Listen at home or take us with you on the go. Speaking of 106.5 FM, again, we are in the final days of our annual fundraising drive here at Philly Cam Radio. Again, we're trying to raise funds to keep the station on the air and to buy equipment and buy other things to improve 
the quality of programs that you hear at 106.5 FM, WPPM, LP, Philadelphia. So please, if you can do us a solid while you're listening, please check out phillycam.org. Click on the Donate Now tab. And please donate whatever you can to help us, again, keep the lights on, keep the licenses current, keep all the good stuff that we need here at Philly Cam Radio to make this station work. Again, without you, without the community itself, um, there is no community radio. So we appreciate all the stuff that you do here, that you do to support us here um, on the Broad Street Line and on WPPM LP Philadelphia. Again, phillycam.org. Click donate now and you can please donate whatever you can. Or even if you can donate, please just retweet the link and let people know that we are trying to raise funds for the station. And again, all deductions, tax deductible, 100% tax deductible as well. So again, it's the end of the year. I know you guys are kind of probably thinking towards your taxes and refunds and things like that. Any donation you make to Philly Cam Radio, 100% tax deductible. So again, check that out, phillycam.org. Also, while you're doing all that, please give us a follow on the Twitter machine. He is at SKD215. I am at the BS line. This is Post-Thanksgiving weekend, I guess this is technically Small Business Saturday for those of you who have not spent all your money on Black Friday uh, yesterday. Um, but again, we'll be tweeting because there'll be, there'll be a lot of football on this weekend. Um, what are you going to be tweeting about this weekend, my friend? Uh, I'll be tweeting about um, probably how uh, Matt Judon said. No, no, I'll just say it. Is macaroni and cheese a Thanksgiving dish or is or does it or is it non-discriminatory? Like, is it an all-seasons dish? I believe baked macaroni and cheese is a Thanksgiving dish. I believe macaroni and cheese in general, like the loose craft shells and all that yeah. stuff, I think that's an all-seasons dish. Uh, I don't think you jazz it up until Thanksgiving and Christmas. So so in all so in all baked mash like macaroni and cheese is like a is like a, a um a stepped up version of mac and cheese like yes, with like yes. the bread crumbs and like all that like yeah like, like, the, like using like the seven do. different seven different cheeses yeah. and you know, like little bread crumbs on top of you, you okay. don't, nobody nobody does that in july i mean okay. you, ain't, you ain't busting that out in july i mean you might you might break it out for easter but i mean like only special occasions you get the baked mac and cheese matthew judon doesn't like any mac and cheese which <laughs> i'll say it's wild to me but i've heard a lot of people say this i don't get it man like mac and cheese is so good it might be no. the best side it might no. be like it's one of the few sides that you can consider a, a meal. Like mm-hmm. I don't know. Like like someone can have just yo. We're having mac and cheese for like dinner. Like I'm having mac and cheese for dinner tonight. I'm like that's fine. Like that's I don't know, like you can't really do that for you can't really do that for like mashed potatoes. No. Like I don't know. Like or like even stuffing. Like who the hell has stuffing? Like I don't know. Just like a, like a stove top stuffer stove top stuffing for dinner. No, you got to eat something with it. But like <laughs> said, mac and cheese, you can get one of those little cups of mac, like craft mac and cheese. I know people hate that, so I don't want to, you know, put craft out there. But those little cups of little microwavable mac and cheese, that's a nice little, like a little mini meal. Like, that's fine. Yeah. It's all good. Yeah, mac, mac and cheese slander, I don't get. I don't understand it. But again, we're going to see a lot of bad Thanksgiving takes. We, or I should say we have seen a lot of bad Thanksgiving takes uh, these past couple of days, considering that this is on Saturday. But again, for those of you out there, hopefully you guys had an incredible Thanksgiving. Um, hopefully you enjoyed um, some time with family and friends or Friendsgiving, you know, for those of you who do the Friendsgiving, hopefully you guys had a chance to do that. And hopefully, um, again, for those inclined, hopefully you got in on some of those Black Friday sales. Um, again, please do not stand outside. Hopefully you did not stand outside in line, you know, in the cold weather for, for TVs because you can get all that stuff online now. Like it's, there's no there's no purpose. There's no reason to stand outside at Walmart at two o'clock in the morning. Like we can do this online now. Um, all right, folks. One question. One very important question we have to ask. Are the Eagles for real? I'm going to say this. I don't know if the Eagles are good, but they're better than the bad teams. And if you're better than the bad teams, does that make you good? Maybe. I don't know the answer. I don't know no, I, no, no. We'll go back to the, like, I don't know, like the the 500 or under 500 power, power ranking. I really think that, like, that really tells you where the Eagles stand in this NFL. Like, I don't know, like good, bad. Like, I don't know, like, like you, you just need to like exist in this NFL, like whether, Mm -hmm. and like right now in this NFL, they're in the playoff mix, which I I mean, even in this bad NFL, I, me personally, I didn't think they'd be, I didn't think they'd be playing meaningful football in like the, like a couple days after Thanksgiving. So this is one of the, million things I'm thankful for this Thanksgiving is 
the surprising run by the Eagles. So here are the teams that are two games under 500 in the NFC. At least two games under 500. The Falcons, the Lions, the Bears, the Seahawks, the Giants, and the Washington football team. I can definitively say the Eagles are better than every single one of those teams except for maybe the Washington football team. So if they're better than the bad teams, then they are, at least they're, they're probably mediocre, right? Like yeah, oh, no, no, like, no, but in, now, now let's focus on the mediocre tier. Where okay. do they rank in the mediocre tier? So the mediocre tier, the teams that are at 500 or one game below, uh, Carolina. These are the like the B. The, these are more important to me than the BCS standings. Yes. Where do the Eagles stand in the uh, the the MCS? <laughs> Carolina, uh, New Orleans, Minnesota, and the Niners. Again, well, well, what's hilarious in the midst of um, Cam Fever is they actually lost that game at home. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, so they lost that game at home. Again, you have the Washington football team again, four and six. Again, they might be they might be probably in that mediocre mix, but again, they're four and six. So we'll leave them out for a second. Obviously, the Eagles are better than the Saints. The Saints are not the Saints that they were a month ago. With the oh no, Saints, Saints will not make the playoffs. Yeah, Saints are done. Saints are out. Um, the Vikings just beat the Packers, but again, the Vikings are so up and down. I have no idea who the Vikings are. <laughs> um, you know, the Vikings are a team that can win a playoff game, or they can probably finish seven and ten. Like no one no, knows. No, I think no, I think. The Vikings have the highest ceiling in the MCS. I agree. I think they have the highest ceiling. They also the probably could have the lowest floor. Well, do they have the lowest floor if we're count if we're not counting the Saints? Because I think the Saints floor is like that's it. Like the, the oh, no, uh, and the uh, floor no, is the no, same. No, no, like I disregard <laughs> the Saints. The Saints okay. are in the in in the uh the TBS, the toilet bowl uh, uh championship series. I agree. So I, I think I would I think I would I think you would agree. I think I would move Washington up the tier, up a tier, and I yes. think I would move the Saints down. No, no, no. Would you rank Washington over Carolina? I think you would since I, I would. Yeah, I would. So yeah. Carolina in the in the MCS is is ranked the lowest. Like I, I don't know, so. right? Okay. I think so, so. So so we have Carolina. So Carolina's last. Mm-hmm. Is Minnesota number one? Where do you put San Francisco? I'm a stubborn kind of guy. I think San Francisco might be the best. I think they're better than Minnesota. Out of, out of all the out of all the teams in the MCS, I think the two teams that have a better than like like better than hail mary chance to win a playoff game are the Vikings and the 49ers. And I think the 49ers have a better chance to win a no, like I no, I think though if but and ironically, guess who plays each other this this Sunday? <laughs> there you go. Again, this will all sort itself out at some point. Again, that's the beauty of of a 17 week season. Like, it feels like it feels like every team that has to play each other is going to play each other. No, I feel that no, I feel no team is going to back it. You're gonna earn this play. You're gonna earn these two playoff spots. I mean, but you can quite frankly earn these playoff spots by going eight and nine. Like, I mean, I don't know. If yeah, a, no, no, yeah. no, but like, you're not gonna like. I don't know, like, go on a four game losing streak and back yeah. in. You're you're yeah. gonna have to like win. You're gonna have to win your fair share of games. You're gonna need to like go four at at least four and three the rest of the way to get to get in the playoffs. You're not yeah. gonna like go on like a six game losing streak and be like, oh my god, we're in. Yeah, no, the Eagles are going to have to take care of business and maybe even beat the Washington football team one of these times uh, to get in the playoffs. But but again, speaking of the Eagles, again, they look pretty good. Um, yet again, they smashed the Saints uh, this past Sunday, 40-29 to 29 in a game that was not as close as that final score could indicate. Um, we'll, we'll start off with the quarterback because, again, that's been the, the one thing that we've kind of focused on quite a bit here on the show. Um, the report card is in for Jalen Hurts, and Jalen Hurts' third quarter report card looks very good. He, no, um, but no, no, but like, but did he like? But are we just not gonna give him the like the like the fourth quarter midterm anymore or the final exam? Let's harken back to your days as a, as a Catholic school student, as a senior Catholic school student. <laughs> Um, I was a 19. I'm like, I'm going to, I don't want to date you. So. <laughs> I, was, I don't want to, I don't want to date you. So yeah, we're back, <laughs> back last uh, millennium. I'm, 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 I'm chilling in my mom's car, listening mm-hmm. to, to art of war driving <laughs> to school. Right. And, so, I, and like, I don't know. And already 
like, I don't know, trying to figure out what college I want to go to. So I'm like, just like, I don't know, not really caring about like, I don't. So, so what you're saying is little Sean Domingo yes. or, 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 or a medium sized Sean Domingo has the same amount of um, urge, like an urgency as Jalen Hurts should. No, like, it is. So basically Jalen Hurts just needs to sh- like me in 1998, just show up. All I'm saying is this. I don't know. I, I assume you guys were on the quarter system at, yes. at, at, at O'Hara. So, yeah. So, so I'm assuming that after, you know, after the third quarter, you felt your grades were sufficient enough that little Sean Domingo or medium-sized Sean Domingo probably didn't put in maximum effort in said fourth quarter because, again, he knew that, you know, Temple University was on the horizon. He knew <laughs> that next year was already, already accounted for. He didn't really have to worry because he had taken care of business you know, okay. the first three quarters of the season. I think Jalen Hurts is taking care of business for the first, I don't even know what we're, you know, two, But he hasn't taken care of business. He's, he's taking care of business in the last two and a half games. I know, but he's he, he has, his grades are high enough. Where again, <laughs> bar, barring, barring him not showing up to school, barring him missing 40 days of school, he should be fine for 2022. That's all I'm saying. I think he's, I think he's I done it. I guess. No, like, I... I I'm not. I'm not saying he's headed to class. I'm not. We're not. No, no, no. But I feel that there is a lot of, like, I don't know, external forces that are, like, I don't know, telling, like, I don't know, like the Eagles. Okay, let's wrap this. Let's wrap this quarter up because, like, I don't know, like, I don't know, like, there aren't any prize recruits coming to, like, I don't know, to like this, the QB fact, QBU. Mm-hmm. So, like, I don't know. So, let's save the resources that we would bring in Matt Coral or, like, I don't know, or Malik, uh, Malik uh, Willis. Like a, yeah, Malik Willis or veteran QBA and just say, you know what? This, like, this isn't going to take a lot of financial, like, I don't know, juice to, like, I don't know, keep this kid. No, it, it really is. Like, I don't know. Like, it, it's an investment. Like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Are you willing to put out the capital to raise to like get a fair drive quarterback, or are are you willing to say, okay, do we think Jalen Hurts is going to be a capital F franchise quarterback? Probably not. But is he? Are you are we willing to see if he can steer a a, a souped up boat? Like I don't know, because really that's what because that's what the goal is. That like you get a driver that can manage. Like I don't know that 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 can just orchestrate a really fine-tuned vehicle mm-hmm. and thankfully this season and apparently in the 2018 season they have they have found a lot of good parts to this vehicle i think and i may have mentioned this before and i think you're at i think there are really three stages in the nfl like for a team either you got a guy you're trying to figure out if you have a guy or you're trying to make a plan to get a guy because again a guy is just darn near vital in order to win a chip. Obviously, the Eagles, we can say the Eagles do not have a, like, today, they can't say they have a guy. Because, again, you learn it's not a guy. But you're still in a process of figuring out if he's the guy. I think we've moved from, we don't got to look for a guy. He might be it, or he might be a guy enough. I think, we, I think we've graduated from Tier 3 to Tier 2 with Jalen Hurts. So, like you said, now you figure out, get, let's get the ancillary pieces around this dude so that when he has freshman year, you know, bio, or he has a <laughs> freshman, year, you know, business seminar or whatever next year, maybe we can see. Oh, all right, maybe this dude can make that next step. Because again, yeah, this no, year, yeah, no, no, because this doesn't mean Jalen Hurts has graduated summa cum laude. No, 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 like, no. This just means he has moved on to like sophomore year. Yeah. And and I'll be honest, I did not think he'd make it the sophomore year, but I, no, like, and someone made the comparison, like recently and like or like it was a while ago and i thought it was kind of crazy but it he really has his their styles are very different or not even real not not a lot different but i I mean i I think when you think of lamar jackson you think of this crazy insane athlete right but i i think that their career trajectories are kind of similar because i i think we as a just collective football community overestimated jalen hurts's passing acumen like i thought that 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 soft that oklahoma jalen hurts was far more ahead of like i don't know like 
in his passing academy or in his passing courses than Lamar Jackson. Because Lamar Jackson just couldn't throw. Like, I don't right. know, like, like in his rookie year, they, he could barely throw to, like, the numbers. You know, I, he started a playoff game. And I don't think Jalen Hurts was that far off from, was that far off from there in the beginning of the season. But, I, I mean, he's getting better. I mean, like, and it helps that they have the right infrastructure. And I mean, mm-hmm. infrastructure. I mean, a wall of five big men that, that don't let him. No, and, like, I don't know if this, it can be stated enough how stinking important that is. Like, I mean, you see, like, he stinks. Like, and he's turned the ball over, like, literally, quite literally, 65 times in three years. But could you imagine a situation where you could see a quarterback thrive in the same situation Daniel Jones is in? No, no, Daniel Jones, again, Daniel Jones is in a bad situation. But, again, he's, he's got he's got fumbleitis and turnoveritis as well, which does kind of help things out with Daniel Jones. But I want to get back to that Lamar Jackson point, because I think that's a really good point, because – when Lamar Jackson, you know, at Louisville, he's a pretty accurate passer. And so we're like, all right, so maybe maybe he is the whole package. You know, maybe he's got everything or whatever. And like you said, when he got to the NFL, like that 70% accuracy at Louisville kind of translated to like 56%, whatever it was, you know, in the NFL. Because, again, the NFL is different. The windows close and things are different. And so early in his career, Lamar Jackson was super, like super reliant on his legs. And then, you know, over the course of, you know, a couple of years, you know, he became a more refined passer. And I think, you know, like you said, that that, that uh, career trajectory is probably probably what we're going to see, or I think it's what we need to see out of Jalen Hurts. Like Jalen Hurts, you know, two years from now is going to need to be more reliant on his arm than he is today. But do you like? Do you need him? Do you need him to complete four hundred level advanced passing to be like I don't know your franchise guy? Do you like even with? his legs and like his kind of like, I don't know, ability to kind of make things happen out of the pocket. Do you, do you like, I guess, is this a waiver is, are his legs a waiver into like not getting an A in advanced pass senior year pass? You asked me before, you know, what is, what is basically what's his fallback? Like what's the thing that we're going to lean on with Jalen Hurts, you know, when things, you know, things, things go to hell. And I said his legs, like his legs are going to bail him out of some things. Like his legs are going to are going to boost his grade in some levels, but at, a, at a, you know at a certain level you need okay I don't know so, B no, level yeah, quarterback. Yeah, no, quarterback. no, what is what is the grade we need? Jalen Hurts needs to get an advanced passing. I think I think you need. I want to. Well, I don't want to say advanced passing. I think I, I'll say overall. I think you need a B level quarterback. I think you need a a B level passing quarterback. I think you need a B level total quarterback. Okay, I, think you, okay. I think you can win with a B level quarterback if you have the right infrastructure. But around, I, around. No, but but how are you breaking out the B? Like I don't know. Is like does does it need to? So does his passing need to be B? I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to do that because like, <laughs> I think I think he needs to be a B. I think I think. Well, let me let me say this. I think his passing needs to be at least a B minus. I'll, okay. I'll say that. I'll say that. Okay. I'll say that. I think his passing. I don't know if you can get away with a C level passer because a C level passer to me turns the ball over, and, and okay. you can't like quarterbacks can't turn the ball over. So, so, so would you rather have a guy that doesn't turn the ball over like Jalen Hurts mm-hmm. does, but he can't fit the windows? Like I don't know because I think that because I think that is considered a level pass. Like like yeah. I don't know that's an A in advanced passing. Like mm-hmm. I don't know and. I, I I don't expect Jalen Hurts to ever be an A ha, to to get an A in that class. However, I will I do expect him to get almost an A minus in. By the way, this school analogy we're going to run with this forever because yeah, it makes what, sense. Like, no, yeah. no, yeah. like no, it like in like I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to think of creativity or mm-hmm. or like freestyle quarterback. He he gets an A minus in that. Yeah. So I, I mean, if you if you average it all out, maybe. You can get away with a B minus passer, right? But, I think you, yeah. But I, I guess doesn't like at some point, or do we even care about at that point? Do we just want to get him graduated? I think we want to get him graduated because again, like I've we we've seen B level passers win in this league. Like <laughs> Jimmy Garoppolo. You can win with a B level pass. Like you could just look at dudes who have either gotten to a gotten to a, a conference title game. Or gotten to a super, not even once, got like gotten pretty far in this league. They haven't been the greatest passes in the world. Like, we don't, everybody's not going to be 
an Aaron Rodgers or a Tom Brady or things like that. You don't, but you don't need those dudes. Mark Sanchez got the, got the AFC title games. I mean, yeah. like you can get to an AFC title game and not be, you know, at an elite level passer. Oh no, Just don't I kill your you team. Say, no, I think you can say in the last, I'll say since in, in this century, every quarterback that has played in a Super Bowl has been a B level quarterback. Oh, except for Trent Dilfer. Oh, no, oh, no, well, that, that yeah, yeah, I was gonna say that was a long, yeah, that was a long time. So yeah, so that was yeah, so that was like, yeah. I would say every quarter, yeah, uh, probably every quarter. Well, you said this century. Well, yeah. I guess I was gonna say like Brad Johnson, but I guess he might have. He probably was. Yeah, he was probably. Yeah, he was fine. Yeah, like, he was fine. Well, yeah. That was, that was, oh yeah, no, because I would say no, Terry Collins. No, all right, all right. That, yeah, that yeah. Ravens Giants. Not well, not not Jake, the, not Jake Delone, not Jake Jake Delone. I don't think. Well, he might have been. Oh no, no he, like that season, he might have been. He might have been. He might have been. All right, I'll take it back. I take it back. No, take but it back. like I'd be looking at a guy like Matt Hasselbeck. He was absolutely a B quarterback. Oh, he's a B quarterback. Yeah, he's a B. Hey, you know, yeah, you're probably right. And, yeah. and that season, 2017. Nicholas Foles was a B quarterback. Yeah, no, I mean he he made he made a bunch of A throws, even though you know he wasn't a guy, but he made some throws. So yeah, you can win with a B quarterback. So that's why I'm saying but you, like but you also need to surround it with B plus A stuff. You need right. an A minus defense. Correct. You need like no and like and A minus defense doesn't mean like you're not giving up your. It does mean that you are opportunistic and turning the team over, which right. I think speaks to this team is because this isn't your regular run-of-the-mill defense. Like, I don't know. They don't get sacks. God, they don't get sacks. And But they are doing something that they haven't done in, in uh, half a decade is turn the team over with interceptions. Like, I don't know. Like, they just were not getting interceptions since the Super Bowl. And kudos to big play slay now. You can actually say that. And, like, because it's hard to just – Score touchdowns methodically. You need a pick six. You need, like, I don't know, like, a short field. And hopefully in for the rest of the season, do I expect this team to be stout against the run? No, they stick against the run. But in, in lieu of that, let's make a couple plays. Let's get a couple pass deflections. I mean, TJ Edwards has interceptions. When the hell did, like, I don't know, linebackers get interceptions for this team? Oh, no, I mean, when like when did cornerbacks get interceptions yeah. for this team? Um, uh, Darius Slay, you just mentioned again, had the pick six um, against the Saints. That's his third defensive touchdown of the season. I think he's the first – I want to say he's the first Eagles player ever to have three defensive touchdowns in the team's first 11 games of the season. Again, big play Slay, um, living up to his nickname this year. Kudos. Again, we bagged this dude, so we will praise him when he needs to get praise. Kudos to Jonathan Gannon for dialing up the blitz at the right time. This is all I'm asking for. Third and nine, third and eight, third and seven. When you got Trevor Simeon dropping back, throwing the receivers who I don't even know, throw an extra dude in there. But, have somebody else come no, in. But the no, but the issue is, and I'm like, I don't know. I don't feel the need to defend the guy, but the problem was they were the, the defense wasn't even getting to third and nine because they were getting gashed in the run. So yeah. like, I, I mean, they're like that's why like I I like last the Saints game was a perfect time to kind of set set the blitz because you they were in unfavorable like down and distance mm-hmm. and i guess the question is will you be able to do it again this week because you i think you have a you're, I think you're playing a better version of trevor city yeah no, well, that's, that's probably that's probably right yeah uh daniel jones again he was <laughs> heading up the turnpike to face daniel jones and the giants who are coming off um they'll, they'll have a long week they'll have extra rest but they'll have extra rest after getting stomped out uh, by the Buccaneers, thirty to ten, on uh, on Thursday. Oh, excuse me, on, on Monday. Um, the team fired Jason. No, sorry, short rest. Excuse me. Um, the team fired Jason Garrett um, earlier this week as their OC. So the offensive game plan will be better. It can't be worse. <laughs> oh no! Like, see, this is what I'm a little not a. I was leaning Eagle. However, in the history of firings, usually when you fire a coach, the, the guy probably deserved it. So. Even if it's Freddie Kitchens or Kitchens or however the hell, whatever how you pronounce it, you do get that 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 initial rub of like mm-hmm. I don't know, like the players are like I don't know high, like I don't know the clap right there no more, like I don't know, like however, how the the offensive coordinator doesn't change the fact that the Giants' offensive line is terrible, right. and this is a game because I'm going to tweet this until people just tell me stop being a hater. 
this is when you need your interior to absolutely dominate this game. Like, I don't know. Like, like you need them. Am I asking for Chris Jones three and a half sacks? No. But am I asking for more than a sack in 11 games? You're damn right I am. Yeah, so, again, the uh, Freddie Kitchens, again, the new OC. Um, you know, they refer to the, the new coach, the coach getting bounced in the season in the NBA as, as the dead coach bounce. So, like, the team having yeah. a little bit more juice. Does, I don't know, does this, does this translate to OCs and DCs in the NFL? Like, I'm not sure. I don't know how it I, works in the NFL. I don't know. Yeah, but, I don't know. But uh, Probably. I think, no, but I think it's not a negative. No, no. I, I think it's I think it's a question of of of, it, of if it's noticeable or not noticeable. And I think in this case, because I'll say that the Giants are not a three and seven talented team. They got quote unquote players. They got a guy like Kenny Galladay. They got I don't know. I don't know how good Saquon Barkley is at this point. They got a Kadarius Tony. Like I don't know. They got do like physically gifted guys. So maybe. Yeah. And, and the problem with Jason Garrett is they just were just very conservative. They they didn't throw the ball down the field. I mean, golly, had like two catches over 20 yards the entire season. So does Freddie – and I, from what I recall, Freddie Kitchens was a decent OC. I mean, he was a terrible head coach. Yeah. But like, he was a pretty good OC when he, when he coached Cleveland. So I don't know. And you got to factor in what how, – how do you game plan against a Freddie Kitchens offense? He hasn't been the OC. Yeah, no, that's the thing. It's like you don't know what to expect offensively yeah. from the Giants. But like you said, the Giants are filled with <laughs> offensive talent. So are the Eagles, who surprisingly are the number two rush offense in the NFL. After we yelled at this team for not running the ball for like six or seven, the first six or seven weeks of the season, um, they've been committed to the run more these last three weeks. 242 <laughs> rushing yards against the Saints. That was the Saints team that had, been, had previously given up 79 rushing yards per game coming into Sunday. Again, a lot of those rushing yards came from the legs of Jalen Hurts, 69 yards, three rush touchdowns. A lot of them came on the legs of one Miles Sanders, <laughs> 93 yards, who continues to polarize people. You got people on the Twitter machines that, oh, people bang on Miles Sanders. He's great. Look at him, five-something yards to carry, blah, blah, blah. Then you have other people on the Twitter machine saying, Me. Me. Bull, the bull fumbled inside the 10. He almost fumbled inside the 10 again, but the rest blew it dead. And then he ran out of bounds with like four minutes to go when the Eagles needed him oh, to stay, and, stay in bounds. Oh, and, and you failed to mention that he tried to bounce something out on like the third on his third run. That you, you take, you know, you take the good, you take the bad, facts of life. You know the story, you know the song. All I'm gonna say is this, and I am in your camp. All I'm gonna say is this. I'm not a professional, I don't do this for a living. All I know is pro football focus ranked all the running backs in the league last week. Miles Sanders. But naked last. I'm not yeah, saying he, he was, was the worst. Last. Last. So he was 40, the, I think it was like so 44. He was the Will Hernandez of running backs? I think it was either 41st or 44th. It was, I know he was last. I know he hey, was last. I'm not one to just say, look at PFF to confirm it. Correct. I just ask you to use your God-given eyes yes. and how good or bad your vision is and just watch the stinking game. And you see, I, I mean, are you going to get – Three broken tackles in a 37-yard game from Jordan Howard? Absolutely not. But you know what you're not going to get? You're not going to get a guy who calls to, calls to rock up at the five-yard line. Like, I don't know. Like, that could have changed the momentum of the game. Yeah. Because, like, oh, my God, no. And, like, I don't know. You never see a negative run out of Jordan Howard. Can you see a two-yard game? Yeah. But generally now, with the way this offensive line is blocking, he's good for six or seven a pop. I mean – on a really good block, on a really good run, he'll get you 12. You know what? If you get five 12-yard runs, you know what you are? You're scoring a touchdown. <laughs> so, I mean, like, I don't – and I understand the di- – like, the di- – the, the dynacism or – or the di- the dynamic ability <laughs> of, of what of what Miles Sanders gives you. Like I don't know. Like you saw it on that outside run when like Kelsey like like I don't know like clobbered that guy and like I don't know. Like he's a second level dude. But mm-hmm. you know what? I need you to, to get get to that second level first instead of like I don't know pirouetting and like I don't know like look, because sometimes you you about to go into like the second level but you dancing around in like the first <laughs> level. I need you to get to that second level. And I don't know sometimes if, if the risk is worth the rewards. Like it's not, it's not clear cut for me anyway. Yeah, no, it's, it's like, yeah, the second level stuff is cute, but you got to get past the first level consistently in order to get to the second level. Just give me a dude who's good at the first level. 
And I'll live with that. Like you said, the Jordan Howard. Like you said, give me four yards of pop. And again, four yards of pop three times. That's the first down. Like I get it. Like I can I can matriculate the ball down the field with a Jordan Howard. Whereas with Miles Sanders, again, you have the propensity to kind of see the man bounce stuff outside and, you know, try to go for a home run and winds up being a one or two yard loss. Um, that said, we don't have the luxury of Miles uh, of Jordan Howard this week. Jordan Howard's going to miss the Giants game with a knee injury. He might miss some more time as well. So heavy dose of Jordan of, of Miles Sanders, probably a heavy dose of Boston Scott. I'll assume Kenny Gainwell will be active this week. He was unactive. He was um, deactivated last week. But again, you're going to have to get a little bit more creative on offense, include, which includes more passes to Jordan uh, Ortega Whiteside, ladies and gentlemen. Um, one catch, 20. Did I say Jordan? I'm sorry. Jesus. <laughs> Uh, I mean, it's been a while since you had to say his name. It, yeah, it's, it's <laughs> I, like I, I one catch for twenty three yards <laughs> is more yards was in the last four games for for Jalen Rager. But I, I mean, games? like I mean, I don't want to like I don't know bash the guy because he kind of had a big catch. But we're not doing this with with this with guy. Joe? No, no. Well, why no. not? Come on, no. Decoy. No, like All no. Right, the right, only right. thing that right. like this guy like. You know, you know the the one person that's happy that jail uh, that Jalen Berger got directed by the Eagles is Jay Chaw because now yeah. we don't talk about him anymore, and now we talk about him like he is like the greatest blocking second round wide receiver of all time. Yeah, like, that's the like, thing. Yeah, we compare him to Jalen Berger all the time. It's like, bro, this dude is a second round pick and he does nothing but block. Like, yes, like he stinks too. Like we can, they can both, they can no, both community like, stink. Like, <laughs> no, like no, they can get equal criticism. Like no, like Rager probably deserves a little more criticism because I don't know, he doesn't do anything. Right. Like I don't know, but like to help the football team when you, because I just don't know. Like I don't know. Like are these guys just not getting open, or or, or do, do they just not have any chemistry? Like I would like to know because I mean, when's the last time? Quez Watkins got a catch. Yeah, it's been a while. Um, I, people swear, again, I'm not sitting here watching the film, so I can't tell you whether or not these guys are getting open. But people who are watching the film swear Jalen Riggs is getting open a lot, and he's just not getting the ball. Um, but if he's never getting the ball, like, <laughs> like again, like this team doesn't pass a lot, but they pass enough to open to, to pass to wide open guys. So yeah, Jalen no. Riggs was really getting open. Then where is it? Because I don't no, see I, like that's why, like, I'm not. Does he probably not? Is he probably not good? Yes, he's probably not good. But I'm also not ready to say is he definitively, definitively not good. Right. Like, I, I mean, does it look bad? Yes. However, I mean, he's not working with the best, the best. He's not working with a quarterback that's passed. Like, I don't know for advanced passing. So I, I mean, like. Let's be honest here. Like, I don't know. Like, maybe Jalen likes to just – maybe those guys aren't getting open to his liking. Because right. you know what Jalen Hurts isn't ready to do yet? He's not ready to throw in the tight window. Like, I don't know. Like, and which I guess is – no, the biggest, I think, other than his his other than his legs, you know what Jalen Hurts' best propensity is? Not to turn the football over. Mm-hmm. And, he has and, and, turnovers and, the entire yeah. season. And we, and we saw some of this kind of stuff with Carson Wentz. Like Carson Wentz would throw to dudes who were open, but he wouldn't, he wouldn't necessarily throw open, throw guy, throw guys open. Like Jalen Hurts is throwing to Dallas Goddard because Dallas Goddard is usually open. He's got to step on this dude. He's usually bigger than this guy. Yeah. Like Dallas Goddard is open. Devontae Smith is open because he runs incredible routes. Yeah. Like those dudes are always open. Jalen Rager, like you said, like he might not be open enough for Jalen Hurts. Like he might have a, like yeah. a step or half a step on this guy. And Jalen Hurts is like, I'm not going to force this to this dude. I'm not going to turn this ball over, which again, on some level is fine, but on some level you got to have more than Dallas Goddard and Devontae Smith. As but, your like, do you need, do you need the tight passing windows to happen in freshman year or can that wait till sophomore year? I think it can wait, but it has okay. to happen next year. Like it has okay. to, like, can't, you can't be. No, there. I think, yeah. no, I think that's his, that's his progression. Cause I don't think he'll ever be a deep thrower. I don't, cause I don't think he has the arm strength to be this great deep thrower. Like, I don't know. Like, but he also, I mean, there's a there's a niche somewhere for him where he's a manipulator in the pocket and like I don't know intermediate stuff. Like I don't know, and but that's 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 his like I don't know that's his like I guess this to do list for sophomore year is work on throwing with anticipation and trusting guys that are kind of open but not open to your like. 
and, and what, what we're saying, uh, speaking of trust, we're, see, we're seeing what we're seeing over the last uh, three or so weeks is that him trusting the offensive line to block more because yes. again, he looks way more comfortable in the pocket than he did, you know, in that Tampa Bay game, you know, a month plus ago. The Eagles offensive line, fourth best pass block grade, eighth best run block grade so far this season. And we saw them on display against the Saints, literally throwing dudes out the clubs. Guys just getting thrown out the club by everybody. Jordan Mailata got in some on some action. Jason Kelsey got in on some action. Lane Johnson. That was that was, again. I'm again. I'm not the one who's breaking down film like this. Even just watching the game in real time, like it was just some beautiful offensive line play. It was it was it was good to watch. Just just refer to the God Himself, the the crooked finger bandit Himself, <laughs> Brian Boldinger. When you just know, you just ask for Mailata Moving Company or any other euphemism for Jordan Mailata because he loves me. Not Jordan Mailata. I think he might have been the first guy on the Jordan Mylot in like 2018. I think him and Ross Tucker were. But I, I mean, like, we needed in a we needed a group to step up this season. And not a surprise, it's the offensive line. Like, I don't know. Even with the injuries, but to be honest, I think some of them were foreseen, like Brandon Brooks. But I, I mean, like, but this is the line. Like, I don't know. Someone asked, should Brandon Brooks get back in if he comes back now? Like, I don't know. Like, dude, like, I don't think, like, I don't think you mess with this. Like, I don't know. You, you're grooming Jack. Like, do you need a replacement for Jack Driscoll next year? I don't think so. Hmm. No, no. This line, again, the, you, the, the number one thing with offensive line is chemistry. And this yeah, line and, and, has and continuity. Like, yeah. and like, like, you see those stats and say, oh, this team has played all 16 games together. And, like, I don't know. Like, like and in the un- unfortunate event that Jason Kelsey retires. Are you okay? I think you're more than okay with if you move Dickerson to center and you bring back Samalu. I, I mean, like, like I don't think that's a big problem. I don't think, I don't think so either. And, and, and again, like you have guys on his offensive line. Again, finally, even even with the injuries, you know, like we like I've said that you know it went healthy. His offensive line is really good. Even with the, the injuries, <laughs> they've been really good. And you really don't want to mess this up. Like I like if you like ideally if you could roll with the the, the, the same basic offensive line next year like i'd be fine with it like it's yeah. fine again this is good these guys are opening up massive holes for these running backs i mean like jordan howard and and um miles sanders had huge holes on sunday i mean those, those dudes had like gulfs to run through and um, they, that was that's the number one rushing defense right. i don't i don't know if like and that's why when people ask me about running backs i'm like don't draft any until like the third round like i don't know like you can get away with a guy that was on the practice squad a month ago. Like, and like, no. And like, just follow, just follow your blocks and follow the box. And like, I don't know, you, you can have a Boston Scott. Like, I don't know. Get, these guys are getting, these guys are averaging like five, six yards of carry. Yeah. I think Sanders will have five, 5.6 yards of carry. I think Jordan <laughs> Power might have had six yards of carry. Yeah. No, like this offensive line is blocking great. Hopefully it keeps up this Sunday against the giants. Uh, the Eagles last time I checked, Three and a half point favorites on the road at MetLife Stadium. Again, I didn't see a lot of out of the Giants that kind of scared me yesterday, but or scared me on Monday. But the Giants again do have a new offensive coordinator. Give me your selection. Who is victorious at four oh five PM Eastern this Sunday? I have nothing to base this on, but I just feel that and I I learned this being eleven years old listening to Howard Eskin on WIP is let's the des- the desperate team usually will win. And I think the, they're like this Giants team might be playing for like the future of their coach. So I, I I mean, do I know how it happens? Absolutely not. I have no idea how any of this happens. I, I mean, do the Giants get a fluky turnover or do they get a like a special tease? I have no idea. But I do but I will say this is just an ebb and this is just an ebb and flow NFL game. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Texans beat the Titans on the ro- uh, on the road. Yeah. Like who can who can predict any of this? So I'm just gonna just go with the unpredictability of this season and say somehow the Giants pull this off 24-23. Look, it's a division game, and like you said, division games are fluky, weird stuff happens. But again, even in non-division games, we saw we've seen crazy things happen over the past, you know, all year basically in the NFL. So again, I, I really think I really think it is. Do you think that the Eagles can can Focus, because I really think if they were to focus and just not, and like I don't know, not look forward to like like a cakewalk against the Jets, or not feel like a letdown versus Saints, and I don't know, that's the thing I don't know about the 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 just the focus of this team. 
and I'll just go to history and say, like, I don't know, crazy division game. They're playing on the road. Fluky win. Right. And, 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 and like I don't think it says anything about the Eagles. I just think it just says something about just just the nature of the beast, which is the NFL being completely unpredictable. Yeah, just one of those things. And again, like it, it wouldn't surprise either either way this game goes. It really wouldn't surprise me. Um, I think the Eagles win because again, I think the Eagles are going to take care of business because I think I think the Eagles are at a point. Again, this is their first two game winning streak in like forever, which is kind of, yes. which is kind of weird to say. Um, and their first home win, their whole first home win in, in literally forever. So I think the Eagles are, you know, I think they're going to kind of take care of business. I think for what do I they make the playoffs? Talk to me at the bye. They'll okay. be un- they'll, they'll be they won't lose a game until the bye. Like I told you. So so talk to me at the bye. Let me see how everything shakes out, and then we can have a discussion. I don't want to go. I don't want to get too far ahead, but I think they win. I think this game is going to be a lot closer than people think. Yeah, um, no, like, that, no, that line's telling me something. The problem is people just see Giants being bad, Eagles on a run, and say, oh, no, like, that's – unless you've been living on a rock, that's not how the NFL works. Like, I don't know. It, it works in uh, basically every sport but the NFL. Like, I, I mean, especially this season. So mm-hmm. I'll just, yeah. like, I don't know, like, throw all the things out in the universe and say, do I think Eagles have a decent shot to win this game? Absolutely. But – I'll just like I don't know, just not even for argument's sake. I, I I believe that like you, you'll get some completely fluky play that kind of that chi- that that turns the tide, and I don't know they, the Giants score like like a, a long touchdown. Because that's really like I don't think I think that's the only way that the Giants can win this game is if you beat the Eagles deep. Like I don't know, and maybe they throw a little more, they throw deep more, but that's that for me is the only way that because you're not going to methodically beat the Eagles. Like I don't know because I don't think I don't think that offensive line can hold up for a for a ten play drive. No, so you have the Giants uh, winning. I have the Eagles winning again. We'll see what happens again this Sunday um, when the Eagles face the Giants up at MetLife Stadium. But like you said, the NFL is wacky. Again, we just saw the Texans beat the Titans this past week. We saw the Ravens beat the Bears without their start. With the Ravens did not have their well, I guess both teams did not have their starting quarterback by the end of the game. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but we you see weird stuff happen all the time in the NFL, so you just kind of never know. Um, so really quick before we move on from the Eagles, Dallas Goddard got paid this week four years, fifty nine million, thirty five and a half, thirty five point seven, guaranteed. Avante Maddox three years, twenty two and a half million, thirteen point three million guaranteed. I don't want to be in anybody's pockets, but are these deals? Are these good deals? Are these not good deals? What, what were your thoughts? I'll say they're not terrible deals. Okay. I I, I mean like. Could you have, like, I don't know, like, saved a couple pennies on, like, I don't know, Goddard and maybe a couple more on Maddox. But you want him happy. And, like, I don't know, like, of course, Howie will do anything to, like, I don't know, justify a draft of his. So, like, I don't know, like, so now, like, he can go to his his boy Jeff and be like, Jeff, you see profootballreference.com, you see 2018. All these guys are resigned. When all your guys, you can all, can you resign all your guys, you keep all your guys at reasonable numbers that don't break your cap. Again, that means you drafted well. That means you managed the cap well. That means you did something right. So, again, you can go, like you said, you can go to Pro Football Reference. You can screenshot that little piece of your draft history and say, this was a good 2019, though. Not 2019. Just that piece. Just that one piece. Just that one piece right there. So, yeah. So, kudos to Howie. Again, like, you know, like, would I rather pay Goddard 13 million instead of 15? Sure. You know, Maddox, would I rather pay him six instead of seven? Sure. but like, but you know how you save on all that. Like you save how you, you know how you save a couple ducats here and there. You get a quarterback in the second round making two point five million dollars a year. Exactly right. Like no, you don't no, have to pay. No, no, that really is like I don't know. We've said it on this show, and I've said it to everyone. Like this is how he's get out of jail free card. Like and like, but he didn't initially use it as a get out of jail free card. He used it as a let's use this guy as a backup card. Like I don't. This is how like how he how he has. 40 lives. 40. The, like, the, the man has kind of figured things out to a point where Howie, again, like we were going to run this dude out of town probably before this year's draft. <laughs> Howie, has, Howie has maneuvered his way to a point where it's like, hey, you know what? Like this dude, like the sentiment has changed enough on this dude where like this dude probably has at least two or three more years without having to worry yes. about his job. No, at one, like, like, now, like, I don't know, like, he's almost, like, like forced himself not to look for a quarterback. Like, because I think, like, in his evaluation, he thought that he drafted Baylor Hurst to be a backup. Mm-hmm. And I think that has ne- that never changed. Like, I don't know. That's why he always looked for Deshaun Watson or Russell Wilson or whoever. But as the season goes on, you're like, oh, wait, I still got that lottery ticket. Right. I know. Like, I mean, we, we said it 
forever. This is a lottery ticket. You don't mm-hmm. expect it to hit, but if you but you keep it in your but you keep it in your drawer and you're like, all right, I think I'm gonna cash this in. Yeah. And lo and behold, I think you might. I, I like do, do I think it's gonna be a million dollar hit? No. But you know what? You can but but you know what? Might be 250 grand. Now you can use that 500 grand on something else. Like this is what like I don't know, hitting on a you don't need to massively hit on one. Like I don't know, like you see how like I don't know, like the Rams hit on Jared Goff. I mean, like, did they hit a like a million dollar hit? No. Like I don't know, like, but they hit them enough where they can make it to a Super Bowl. And I think that's what the Eagles are hoping. Well, that's why I hope they hope is we just need this dude to be competent enough where we build the infrastructure around him. I mean, they won a Super Bowl with Nick Foles for crying out loud. Yeah, no, again, like we said before, like you can do it with a guy, you know, a B-level quarterback. And like you said, like you don't have to, you know, when you buy a Powerball ticket, like, yeah, yes, you want the, the five yes. balls the Powerball, but you can get the five balls without the Powerball and still take home a decent amount of money, and that's fine. Like, that's okay. But again, no, like, I you, think No, you, I think that's what Jalen Hurts is. Like, mm-hmm. and, and like, I don't know. But I think a lot of people, like myself, didn't think he could hit that. But, I, I mean, kudos to him, man. He's getting better. But yeah. but I think it should not be lost on anyone that he needs to continue to get better. Like I don't know, this ain't this isn't good enough for like next year. Yeah, between Jalen Hurts and Landon Dickerson and Devontae Smith, and again the draft class that you just resigned, and you know every like between all that, and and again you know flipping Carson Wentz for what you flipped Carson Wentz for, like between all that, like Howie Howie has earned himself. I'm not saying he's a great GM or whatever like that. Howie has earned himself. Another couple of years, we're not banging at the door for him to lose his job. He's earned it. No, I think, no, I think, I think somehow in like, I don't know, like this happened in our sleep, I think. I think they possibly found pieces of their new core. Because remember, we we were asking, I'm like, who's part of the new, who's part of the, who's part of the new blood? Who's part of the NWO? Eagles NWO. And I think we found, I think we found the third win. Yeah, no, there's a there's a few pieces here. There's a few pieces here for for NXT 2.0, whatever you call themselves. <laughs> there's a few pieces here for for their their stretch run again, and with three first round picks, hopefully Howie, because it will be Howie. Hopefully Howie finds the right pieces to build, build around um, the core that the Eagles have. This shows, uh, man, the yeah. NFL. It like that's why it blows my mind when teams are bad for ten years because it is easy. It's not easy. That's yeah, not easy. But, it's, not is, easy. but <laughs> it's 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 more likely that a bad team changes its fortunes quicker than in any other sport right yeah you can go you can go from bad to good in the nfl within within a year or two easy like, yeah. it ain't hard like again like if you want to make the leap hard you know, pass it i mean a little harder but you can go from two of two and 14 to eight and eight like pretty easy if you draft right and if you kind of you know if you kind of build around those guys the right way if you yeah. and if you get the right coach um because that, that's a big part of it as well all right, we've got about six minutes or so to go. I'm going to ask you this question until you get on board. So I'll ask you once again: Are you ready to enter the church of Tyrese Maxey yet? <laughs> I would need the like. I don't know. Like now, can I like watch these services? Like, do I need to go to the church, or can I like? It, you can it, watch. It, sir. We're online. We're online. Uh, services okay, are okay. online. You can no, go. the problem is I haven't really watched services because they've okay. been on the West Coast, and I just refuse to watch a team like this past 10 o'clock but i mean i'm telling you it's like jonesville right now man people are just <laughs> drinking this kool-aid they they all have they all have dreadlock like i don't know like wigs on like i'm like it is a cult right now and because really is this the only plot line to follow right now for the sixers yes this is all we got until until joel mb comes back um, basically, like Seth Curry, like as we're recording this, Seth Curry is hurt, Danny Green is hurt, Tobias Harris is hurt, um, D- Joel Embiid is out due to health and safety protocols. So yeah, so the only plot line, Ben Simmons is coming back anytime soon. So the only plot line with the Sixers is the emergence of Tyrese Maxey, who again is 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 uh, jumping up the most improved player odds. Um, for those of you who are so inclined to to bet on things like that. Tyrese Max is a really, he's having a really nice sophomore season, averaging nearly 19 points a game, uh, nearly five assists a game, nearly four rebounds a game, shooting 51% from the field and shooting 39% from three. I'm almost at the point where it's like, I know we, we had, remember we had all these discussions about got to get a point guard back, got to get a point guard back, got to get a point guard back. No, oh, no, listen, no, listen, no, hear no, me out. Hear no. me out. I'm not, hear me out. I am less mo- moved to demand a starting point guard back. Because of how because uh, of Tyrese Maxey. I am. I am. You can tell me I'm wrong. Tell me I'm wrong. Um 
how does this translate in the playoffs? Or or do we not care about the playoffs? Like, no, and, and I think that's a fair question to ask. It's like, what do you want out of this season? Because, like, I don't know. Are, are people, like, in championship mode or, like, Eastern Conference finals mode? Like, what is – because you have your pulse on this, uh, on this deranged fan base. What is – what is the hope? Like, are like are, are like, do, do they do do people genuinely believe they can make a run, or is this just like I don't know, like just weather the bend thing? Because uh, I don't know. I like because I don't. I don't. I personally don't have any expectations because I just refuse to invest in this team until this guy's gone. I think I think the general pulse around the Sixers is whether the whether the Ben whether the Ben storm like like be good like you know like obviously you don't expect you to be a top four team without Ben but just be good enough to, that you're still in the mix until Ben until you figure out the Ben thing just don't well, no, but, don't play yourself no, but, out. no no but does that mean even if this lasts the entire season I think so. I I think I don't think I can't imagine and I was gonna say reasonable people but it's just Twitter's not reasonable I can't imagine a reasonable person can think that the Sixers can be without a player the caliber of Ben Simmons and with no replacement, just like just, yeah. just not have him be there. A player without the caliber of you know without the caliber of Ben Simmons, have him just not be on the team in the playoffs and expect this team to make an Eastern Conference final over one. No. That's insanity. Like no. I'm sorry. Like you can't expect no. that. No. I don't care how good Tyrese Maxey is. I don't care how good you think Joel Embiid is. I don't care how good you know Tobias or Seth is. This team can't make an Eastern Conference Finals with this team as is yeah. without Ben, without a replacement. Period. No, I think no, I think you once again are talking from a from a standpoint of sanity. And but I I mean, but I think you just need to like some people just need to wean like I don't know, just wean off Twitter sometimes and just talk to yourself and say, okay, like I mean, if, if this team, as constituted, like I don't know, like steals a series in the first round, call literally call it a a massive success and say like I don't know, Daryl, take care of this issue finally and oh and end it in the summertime like i you know and that's worst case scenario like i don't know yeah, like because yeah. i don't know how you can keep doing this the entire season like i don't know like 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 you really need a resolution by the all by 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 the trade deadline like I, I don't i have i can't even fathom what it what just that locker room will be like because come on these guys want a resolution too like i i, I mean like as much as they want to say yeah we'll invite our brother back they're lying to themselves or they're lying period. Like, I don't know. They want a resolution. So, I mean, let's just wait it out. Let's hope this gets like, cause I think that really is the time when you can adjust your expectations is when this thing is over. Cause I, it's, it's, it's just unfair to anyone unreasonable to just have these grandiose expectations for a team that just literally just told the player not to come. I think I think these players more than anything. I think these players want a resolution just so they can figure out who's on the roster. Yeah, and it's like it's like fam. It's like, what's the rotation going to be? Like, well, it is what it is now. But again, through the first sixteen games of the year, they've had eleven different starting lineups. They had basically they've been trotting out nine guy ro- nine man rotations the other you know the last few weeks because not because I mean that's only they had like nine healthy bodies. I mean like yeah. like they're at a point where it's like yo like we just need to know who the healthy bodies are who can we count on every single night. So let's resolve this Ben thing. And then we know, hey, we have, you know, two extra players that are going to be here every week that are going to be part of the rotation and we can figure things out. I think that's more than anything. I think that's what they want. Um, but kudos to, to kind of Doc Rivers for kind of like weathering the storm because it looked bad for a little for a little bit when uh, Joel went down, uh, went, out, uh, went out with COVID. But they won two out of three um, since, you know, since, you know, since two out of the last three. Um, after as we're recording this, so they've kind of weathered the storm a little bit. And if Ben, if Joel comes back this weekend, then obviously they'll get back on track. But again, you can't expect grandiose things out of this team, you know, just as is, just without pull, just pulling that piece out of the middle yeah. and just not having a replacement. Like it, like you're right. Like they might want to, they might want a series. That's it. Like, that's, no, that's why I think in general, I think, I think the the buzz around the Sixers is low because there's a lot of people like me that are just like, no, like I, I mean, like I can't get invested in this team until this dude is off the team yeah no i i get it <laughs> i can't argue that I, I get it and hopefully again hopefully we're getting close well we are getting closer to the uh, the mid-december uh point where guys who are resigned uh, this past offseason can be dealt so any rookies any guys who are signed this offseason can be dealt so it kind of opens up the uh the options for 
Daryl Moore to make a trade. Hopefully it doesn't go the four years that he said it might go um, earlier this year. But that's it for this edition of the Broad Street Line. Thank you guys, as always, for joining us. Again, whether it's wherever you get your podcast or on 106.5 FM, you can also listen to us again through the TuneIn app or TuneIn.com every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. Eastern. But until next Saturday at 10, we are out of here. Mr. Domingo, take us out, please. Have a great weekend, everyone. See you guys. Want to know the secret to a great night's sleep? It's purple. Why? Because only purple mattresses have the Gel Flex grid. It's the reason why purple mattresses are soft where you want it, firm where you need it, and instantly respond to movement. The Gel Flex grid flexes around pressure points to support your whole body, no matter how you sleep. Plus, the Gel Flex grid is 80% air. It breathes, so you're not too hot or too cold. Learn more about purple mattresses and the Gel Flex grid at purple.com. Purple, reinventing sleep.